guys and welcome back to Big Girl Things with Tamika and Laura. Today's topic is, is my life good enough? At some point in our life, we've all experienced that little inner critic voice inside our head telling us that we aren't good enough or we aren't where we should be at this point in our lives. These thoughts can often pursue us to actually believing this is true and in turn prevent us from taking opportunities or pursuing our goals because we simply don't feel we are worthy enough. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing where our negative thoughts come from, our own experiences of feeling like our life isn't good enough, and identify some tools and strategies that we've used to help overcome these limiting beliefs in the past. Thank you, Tamika. It's so good to be back every single week. Oh, so great. Number four we're on now. I know. I can't believe it. Uh, and I think this is very um, relevant for the topic as well. Like in the beginning, like we obviously had doubts that we couldn't do oh this. Oh gosh, we did really, didn't we? Yeah. How, how relevant is that? Um, yeah. I guess I'd like to kickstart. Um, it's going to be a jam-packed um, discussion today. It's something that we have... Um, overcome lots of hurdles and Mm -hmm. definitely identify um, being completely different people Mm -hmm. um, after using these tools and tips for ourselves in our daily lives and it's obviously turned out for the better Um, I'd like to kick kick start off with hearing a little bit more about your experience and when you started feeling like your life wasn't good enough and how you dealt with that yeah this is going to be a very deep and raw podcast, so I'm, I'm loving it, but um, just let everyone know we are going to be completely open and vulnerable with you guys, yeah. um, and because we feel like sharing our own experiences will help connect with you guys that are experiencing similar issues or have had these similar thoughts um, cross your mind at times. So when I think about where I started having these negative thoughts, I absolutely think it's come from back from you know my own childhood, I guess. Um, you know, I think like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, um, grew up in a small rural town, lower socioeconomic environment, and I constantly felt like like that life wasn't good enough. And I took, I guess I took the opportunity to get out of that environment. However, whilst that was a benefit and I, you know, I went to uni to, to better myself, I constantly felt like I was still trapped mm-hmm. in that environment. And I constantly felt like I wasn't good enough and I had that mentality that I would fall back into old patterns or I guess yeah that constant constantly pushing myself to to be better um and yeah just still feeling stuck I guess yeah yeah and how do you because it sounds like in that instance your motivation to be better Mm. was through running away from something like I didn't want to be mm. this so mm-hmm. I want to be something else yeah how do you feel like that's different from where you are right now what motivates you to be better mm. I think um and to say this with compassion I've done a lot of work and um look my like my both my parents had suffered with alcoholism and I guess I had that thought that I would have that trajectory if if I continue to stay in that environment and, and follow that pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when I, I did go through uni and I knew what I wanted to do and I had, you know, I had those goals in mind that I wanted to study social work so I could help, I guess. First, I knew that education was key to get out of that and, and to provide opportunities for myself. Mm-hmm. But I guess more so over the years, my goal focused from feeling like I wasn't good enough in terms of uni it started from uni like feeling oh, I'm not good enough to be at uni like I was the first one to study a degree in my family um to getting out of that and then as soon as I got into the workplace yep. it was 
am I good enough to be in this job? And something I wanted to point out was, which was really interesting, Laura, was I was reflecting on this the other day that um, for you guys that don't know, so I work in um, a welfare industry, like working with children in foster care. And I was initially a case manager, which was my first job mm-hmm. out of uni. Um, and at that point, being a new and an unexperienced professional, you know, you have that hat on. It's like when you're, you know, you first start high school and you're in year seven, you're like, oh, you know, I, I don't know anything and you're new to this environment and you're not this like, you know, the leader of the school. And then you get to year 12 and you're like, you know, I know everything. And I guess as a new worker, like that's what I experienced. But now then you master that, I guess you have years of experience and you would have this experience as well, Laura. Um, you know, when you, you're in a job for a little while, you gain confidence and knowledge and you know, yeah, I can do this, yep. but then you get promoted. <laughs> and then you're into a, a, in a senior role and, and you continue on. Yeah. But I guess now my motivation and my goals have changed. But my mindset is now, I, I think I've overcome that, yes, I, I'm, I'm good enough to be in this role. But now it's like, am I doing enough to help these people and, and serve service these people, I guess, because my goals now are around not only bettering myself, but better those bettering those around me, mm. um, which is really interesting. But yeah. That's that's super cool to hear to bring that into a um a career perspective in talking about education like that because I came from a completely um different type of background where a university degree was expected of me. Aha, uh-huh, of course. And I was one of those kids that you know if I was expected to do something, I particularly did not want to do that thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. So I was just like. No, I don't want to do this. And I saw it almost as like, um, once once I'm done with this degree, then I'm done with you guys. You know, mm. like I just wanted to be free and be my own person. Mm-hmm. I had so many expectations put onto me that I was just so done with it, and I wanted to start my trajectory of what I deemed happy and yes and good in my life. But little did I know, because I didn't address how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize I was running away from something. I mm. ended up making all the decisions and choices in my life that kind of reflected those expectations even though they no one told me to Mm -hmm. do those things anymore like I get boyfriends I get jobs that I felt were enough for me to go home to my parents Mm -hmm. and tell them about those jobs and people in my life and Mm -hmm. and I'm just ended I still was unhappy yeah absolutely (laughs) I'd love to ask like just on that and and I guess raise a conversation around where do you think those in your inner thoughts come from? Do you think that was, you know, your parents' ex- expectations? Would you attribute it to anything else in your life that, that might have, um, I guess, influenced those thoughts? I guess I started to realise that they were my own thoughts when I felt really lost. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was achieving a lot of things, I had the the perfect boyfriend on paper, mm-hmm. the house husband who loved to cook and pamper me mm-hmm. and is a home buddy and I just wanted to work all my life. So I thought, yeah, tick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, started doing... Well, I did, uh, what you call that, public relations back in high school. Yeah. So I did the office job for a bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. It was a good image to have. And then mm-hmm. I realised I didn't, didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I wasn't doing a job that I thought my parents would be proud of, I was, I felt ashamed. Wow. You know, even if it was just me taking time to figure out what I wanted, like doing casual jobs of, um, waitressing or I worked at a, 
um, a what you call it, a solar panel uh, energy solar panel company for a bit doing admin stuff I felt mm. that job was a bit shameful because mm. my parents I thought my parents expected more of me mm. not that there's anything wrong with that job I'm just so used to hearing that voice that I've made up in my head that is my parents mm. so I was just like oh and I was just this never-ending battle of am I good enough have I done enough mm-hmm. or am I only good enough when I have achieved you know, I don't know, whatever status that I think that it is, earning a certain amount of dollars, having a house, having a car, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So I think what helped me really get out of that cycle was taking a step back and really asking myself, what do I feel is good enough for me? Mm-hmm. Where do I want my life to go? And for the longest time, I hadn't had a voice in my head. Mm-hmm. So it took a while for that voice to really come out and fill in the gaps yeah that's huge I also think about as well like and you and I both know how many people Mm -hmm. in this world today are in jobs where they're not happy Mm. you know and a lot of that is Laura a lot of that is the expectations that our parents have placed on us as a younger child and you think Mm -hmm. about um, you know, students that are in year 12 studying right now they're probably studying things and putting all this pressure on because parents want us to be a doctor or um you know want us to have this high education degree which is something that they they really don't want to do and then they get into their degree they finish that and the same experience as what you had you're not truly happy and I think it's so important to revisit you know what like who are we as a person like what's our passion what's our values um and and work towards that because at the end of the day once we do achieve success and like you could probably like you could probably say now like I'm not sure, but, you know, when your parents see you happy, like, and in whatever way that is, whatever success that is, whether that's in your relationship, in your job, like marriage or or children, their views will eventually change. Yeah. I debate that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to, yeah, I love that, yeah. I I do, like, still... Till today, when I ask my, especially my dad, I feel like deep down inside I seek his approval the most because I never got it. Yeah. Um, so every time I ask him questions, I'm aware of how he responds and answers. And to be honest, they haven't really changed. Mm. I've changed a lot as a person. And the only reason why I feel like I've noticed a difference in his answer mm-hmm. or the, or how, I wouldn't say difference in his answer, difference of how I receive his answer or react to his answers because I've I've changed mm. um, and I'm no longer holding on to his every word and whether he's saying mm-hmm. I've done a good job mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. I'm just going to lay down the table as it is these mm-hmm. are the things I'm working on in my life and mm-hmm. um, I feel the biggest difference has been because I started validating my own mm-hmm. thoughts yeah my own actions um so when I when I show up to work every day, knowing that this is what I'm working hard for, these mm-hmm. are the goals that I want to achieve, this is the person I want to become, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long journey and a couple of leaps of faith between, um, but I'm doing this for me. I know, Absolutely. Yeah, I know that if I show up with my best every single day, I'm one step closer to figuring out what this life is meant to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for me. I love that. Thanks for um, challenging me on that because it's so true. Like we've both come from different experiences mm-hmm. um, and can bring yeah our own um, views to, to this conversation, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. And I think it's also about how you respond to that feedback. So whether it's from mm-hmm. our loved ones or yeah. a stranger, it's funny, like 
how I guess we res- we usually respond or, or take that feedback from whether it's a stranger or a loved one in the same way. So, and it, it's really interesting, but it's how we respond to that. And something I've learned to, to try and um, take on, I guess, is when I hear feedback, whether it's um, negative or positive, mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. it's not about what we hear and what how other people validate us. It's how we validate ourselves. Yeah. And if we're constantly, for instance, okay, like let's say – we lose weight or we, we do something um, that we get recognition from or someone mm. says, you know, you look great, that's amazing. That reinforces it for us and we're mm. going to continue to try and do that. But if we tell ourselves, hey, like regardless if we lose weight or not, that we are already good enough, then, yeah. you know, we don't have to rely on other people to give us that. Do you know what I mean? Like because we know we're good enough. Yeah. And at that point, if, if you don't keep losing weight and you're not getting these this recognition or this feedback back to us, where I guess sometimes we fall in a lull and we're like, oh, am I good enough? Am I... Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I can totally agree with you. I reckon that's definitely a topic we should talk about, which is um the body image. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, we could go on and on. We've bonded over this for, like, through so many conversations. Just that... That's seeking validation and we don't realise how we do one thing is how it will affect everything else that we do, how we seek validation, what area of our life is going to tend out to be how we see validation from our bosses, from our spouses, from mm-hmm. our friends and family. You know, like, we really have to start re- being aware. We really do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to share an experience. A few years ago, um, when I did a bikini comp, yeah. um, and I was constantly, like, obviously, um, you know, training and, and eating um, healthy and consistently for a, a long period of time. And, and from that... You know, obviously, I would have like I look great on on stage, but I was I was getting a lot of feedback. But that only lasts for a period of time. Like that all wears off. Like that's you know you go through that stage where you're getting um you know you're getting praise and approval. But I remember, and I'm going to be very open and honest that once I stopped that, I I went through that. They say it's, you know it comes with um you know post comp blues as well that you don't get that validation anymore and you feel you fall into this like this level and you know you're not good enough you're not worthy enough so then for me mm-hmm. um and to be honest here like I suffered with some disordered eating patterns back in in the day um and I did I fell back into that pattern because I'm like I need to maintain this this stage weight because I, I need approval and I need and it was that was how um, how negative my thoughts were that I needed external validation mm-hmm. uh, for myself. But really, all I needed over time was to tell myself that I am good enough, regardless of my body image. Um, and that's that's taken work. Like I tell you what, like since stage weight, like four years ago, whenever it was, I've put on you know twenty kilos, and I'm the happiest I've ever been because I, I don't need that. Um, and it took me a very long time to feel, and that's, I believe that's why I'm so happy in my relationship because I didn't need Matt to tell me that I was good enough because I believe that I was good enough already. Right. Yeah. What about you? Like in your experience of, you know, with, with body image, like how did you ever feel like you weren't good enough or where do you think that came from? Well, I know this might sound a bit weird. It's not everyone can relate to this, but when I was growing up, we grew up around a lot of American TV, mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. We saw magazines. It was always um, 
blue eyes, blonde hair, mm-hmm. tanned. Mm-hmm. And so growing up as a 12-year-old, I wanted to be white. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I wanted to grow and be white. Yeah. <laughs> I've got black hair, I'm short, I've got small eyes, and I'm, I've got yellow skin. There is not a chance in hell that I'm going to turn out being to be white, right? <laughs> <laughs> or tall. <laughs> so... Um, obviously I tried, I, I don't know, I've just happened to be born to be a really stubborn kid. I never took no for an answer. Everyone mm-hmm. told me, oh, you know, you've got this bone structure, you're heavy bones, you're a bit fluffy, you know, you'll never be skinny and you'll never be tall kind of thing. And I was just like, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I fought through every, every negative comment that I had about my body. And I think that I went too far with yeah. it as well. Mm-hmm. So when I um, started learning how to lose weight by pretty much over-exercising and under-eating, mm-hmm. I thought that was my greatest gift, yeah. um, and I definitely overused it. Mm-hmm. And I craved validation because mm-hmm. it was so tough to sustain myself without the validation. Like, mm-hmm. why was I doing this for otherwise? Mm-hmm. It was really just, just purely for validation, and I got into all the wrong relationships. Mm-hmm. Um I did allow myself to to hurt myself mentally, like physically, and allow people to treat me bad mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And now it's funny that you say you bring up your competition and say how you're the happiest you are now. Mm. That's me too. Yeah, I'm I love that. Really happy with where I am. Ever I think it's ever since, and I really thank Pat for doing this mm-hmm. because he's really good with his food and he's always put it in plain, simple, and easy to understand yeah. like um plans and routines mm-hmm. he's just like it's just changing one small habit at a time once yeah. you get good at that one small thing then we go on to the next thing mm-hmm. um and you have to understand that going to the gym is not is a must mm-hmm. it's a non-negotiable taking care of your body and being healthy is a non-negotiable because mm-hmm. if you don't have a healthy body you don't have a healthy mind if you don't have a healthy mind you can't think beyond your your negative limitations absolutely absolutely i'd love to jump in there and not challenge you because i totally agree with all of that but Mm. also being okay with missing a gym session as well i Mm. guess from my experience it was always like so much pressure that i had to go every day and if i don't go this one day i'm lazy i'm fat i'm not good enough i mean all these internal beliefs started going mm. coming through me That's and true, yeah. yeah and you know on like and another point was um you know being okay with i always say i, I used to I, I like to say control the controllable mm-hmm. and some people might like not like that language but my understanding and my interpretation of that is during the week i you know i i meal prep i like to eat mm-hmm. healthy yeah. but if i have a social event on the weekend it's not having that anxiety around food and i know that this podcast is not about you know, body image, it comes back to, you know, not being not good enough, but not having that anxiety around food and just letting yourself enjoy a nice meal. You're not going to, you know, one meal a week out of that is not going to hinder your results. It's just about that balance. And, you know, knowing that sometimes life gets hard, life gets stressful. And sometimes we are, we're going to be like, oh, I'm going to have that piece of chocolate and not feeling guilty for it. I'm being okay. And I have to, I have to pull myself up on days like that too. Like yesterday, um, I've started eating like getting back on track with my eating and training the last few weeks and I feel great. And for the first time yesterday, I had, <laughs> I had um, a piece of dark chocolate and then yeah. um, 
I made Matt a, a protein shake and I licked the spoon with Natalia. <laughs> and I was just so guilty. I'm like, hold on a second, Tamika. That is, you put like all the one percenters in and honestly, yeah. that little, you know, that little, um, you know, slip up of what you would say, it's about that balanced lifestyle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and as long as like you're identifying, okay, what triggered me to do that? Or as long as it's not, you know, you're not continuing um, to do that all the time. Yeah. It's not an issue. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, going back to what you say, it's having that, it is having that discipline to look after yourself, but in a balanced lot, way too, isn't it? Yes, I think yeah. that was what I was getting at. And yeah. it, it kind of, t- the lesson that I learned from that was to the importance of being healthy. That's helped me feel more happy in my life. It's yes. not, not about just going to the gym, but because I'm going to the gym, I'm being accountable to myself to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there to lose weight. I want to go there to to exercise, to be active, and yep. then also, you know, having the discipline to eat the food that I prepped or be conscious of eating good food yes. for my body. Yeah, not, not just to lose weight. Like, I stopped, I wouldn't advocate this for everyone. Everyone's situation is a bit different, mm-hmm. but I stopped counting my calories a while mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. I really just wanted to feel how my body felt after certain yeah. foods, um, what I what I prefer, what I felt better with, how many calories or how mm-hmm. much food mm-hmm. I would eat to feel good and function in- well. Intuitive eating kind of yeah. mentality. Because yeah. every time I, t- I tend to try to, s- to under-eat and be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, everything's all good and well, I feel I'm in a worse, worse off mood. Yeah. Um, I get irritated really easily mm-hmm. and I... I don't feel motivated to do really anything. And so it's really a down, downward spiral for me. So being being healthy on my own terms for myself mm-hmm. instead of for that image and validation, that's... that's I love that. Big, and like we difference. don't... Like why put that pressure on ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not sustainable. We can't do that, you know, forever. And it's not ideal for our relationships. You think like how do we show up to our loved ones? We don't want to be stressed and being irritated and... Um, you know, someone else having a, a wine or a nice, you know, meal and you're like, I freaking wish I could have that burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I know. I know. And I think it's also about like not depriving yourself. Like mm-hmm. in, you can enjoy on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, but anything done too much is no good Mm -hmm. so if you're trying to compromise for a stressful day every single day then Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have a food issue maybe Mm -hmm. you have a stress management issue absolutely you know it's not always the the end product that's the that's Mm -hmm. the issue yeah it's yeah what's that underlying cause Mm -mm. and i think that leads on to like our next point and we've taken a bit longer (laughs) than this one um but the next one is to my my point anyway is to have in integrity Mm -hmm. with what you do Mm -hmm. Uh, my definition of integrity is who you are and what you do when no one else is watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that's purely for yourself because no one else is watching. No one's there to judge you on what you do. Mm-hmm. So the food choices you make, mm-hmm. the activities you decide to indulge in, the thoughts you allow yourself to have um, and things like that, I think... Um, even at work, when no one's watching, do you decide to just slack off, procrastinate? Mm-hmm go on your phone mm-hmm. or do you start to like push yeah um and be better and i think that's just really important and it builds character mm-hmm. and it also builds self-confidence to back yourself up to realize or to remind yourself 
this is why I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. a big advocate that you fall in love with whatever you put most effort into. Yes, yeah. And we, like, we have to keep ourselves accountable. Yes, we can rely on our, you know, our friends and our relationships to, to help us help keep us accountable. But it, it mm-hmm. does, it goes back to that when no one is around, who is it that, you know, has to show up and, and keep, you know, ourselves accountable? And it's going back to, you know, you're at the gym and you're like, ah, oh, I've got one more set to do, but no one's around. Like, I, I, whether I'm going to be late to work or no, it's probably not late, but whether I'm rushing in the morning, yeah. um, I will make sure that I get that last rep because I'll be, I will think about it all day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, because it's these 1% is or it's like, you know, if you're eating a plan, like doing it, um, you know, going off your plan regularly, it's like, it's us that's going to, you know, um, you know, pay the consequences of it. So I think it, it's so important. Like when, because it's all, it's discipline. It's when no one's around, what are these little things, um, that you can continue to do, um, to make, yeah, help keep us out, ourselves accountable. Um, um what was yeah. your, when, what was your point? Um, the next point that you had for, yeah, so I'll, I was going to, um, to talk about, um, our, Oh, and we did touch on our, on our unrelenting standards um, before, but I think it's really important that when we when we're talking about working on ourselves um, and and feeling like and when we do question ourselves around, uh, like are we doing enough? Are we enough? Are we? Is our life good enough? Mm-hmm. I think we need to find the evidence. Okay, so if we're feeling like oh look, I'm I'm really struggling with. Um, with life at the moment, like I'm not at my time, like I'm not going according to, you know, society's timeline or I'm not where I should be. I think it's looking back around, we need to identify our accomplishments. So thinking about, um, hey, like look where I am in life. I have achieved, you know, X, Y, and Z um, and doing it with compassion, but just to paint a realistic view because some people's, um, I guess, views of what's good enough is really distorted. Um, so, yeah when we think that we're not doing good enough, our, our closest friends or other people in, um, in our world will actually think differently. They'll be like, shit, I actually think that you're doing, a, you know, a hell of a lot better than what I am. Mm-hmm. So my first point is finding the evidence. Uh, you know, are you actually doing all right? Mm-hmm. And if you aren't and there's things that you think, oh, maybe I could, you know, I'm like I could improve in this area, fine. Like, okay, how can I improve in this? Like, how can I actually better myself? And it's it, it going on exactly what you said, Laura, around, um, you know, I know that you're going to talk about it next, is that continuous improvement and ongoing learning yeah. that, that we can continue to do because we um, we need that. We, we need that to keep pushing ourselves towards our goal. And Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it's, um, it's good that you touched on reflecting back and, and acknowledging the goals that you mm-hmm. have accomplished, the mm-hmm. things that you have done for yourself in life. Because um, very seldom we we don't do that enough. And that's mm-hmm. why I think we don't see the, the merit in it. Mm-hmm. We almost we wait when other people say it. Mm-hmm. it. We feel like that validates us because we haven't said it to ourselves enough. Yeah. And so then we tend to unconsciously fall back into that or at least I do unconsciously fall back into that loop of okay now I'm doing this mm-hmm. when's the validation coming on I'm yeah. doing good enough yeah um, I think that's really right I, I completely forget to do that all, yeah. the, all the time not that you mentioned and, and we do and I think it's we're so quick to move on to the next goal and mm-hmm. you know I know that we're touching on this before but we okay let's say 
we're working towards a goal, we get to it, we don't sit in that moment. We don't sit there, well, I'm speaking for myself, I don't sit there and reflect enough on, wow, what, what, what can I take out of this? Remember when I first started and I was feeling like I wasn't good enough, but hey, I've achieved this. Mm. And then w- w- instead of doing that, it's right, okay, what's next? Um, because I have to be constantly go, 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 go. But I, I'm starting to learn to to really sit there and reflect and, um, you know, affirmations are so important. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wake up in the morning and I say, I have, I have to remind myself, um, you know, I am worthy enough. I um, yeah. You know, I am a good practitioner. I am a good friend. Um, I have achieved this. And because we need to validate ourselves, you're totally right. Yeah, you, you're definitely kicking us. And like, oh, says you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and it's also, I haven't realised this until really recently, it, it means a lot when your closest friends and family tell you that you're kicking ass as well. Mm. It definitely does remind you of what you're doing and how how far you've come because they've seen your journey as well mm-hmm. and sometimes from a third person point of view you know when you're there digging for the goal you're only looking down you're just digging you're digging you're digging mm-hmm. but someone looking from the side they're like girl you've come yeah. you've come a kilometer this way now you know like that's um that's a big deal and it really is and it's not it's not hard to tell our loved ones and like how well that they do it how well they're doing and how proud we are of them that's it's true. not hard and yeah. it's so humbling because I I have a lot of friends still on social media that remember me from when I was this troubled young girl searching for a soul. <laughs> and it's so nice when, like, I do put up, you know, posts on social media about, you know, the house or work or, um, you know, my loving relationship. And just to hear how happy people are for me and how proud they are. Not that I'm seeking that validation, but it's so nice that they say... You know, look how far you've come. You've done. You've done so well. It's just, mm. it, it's so beautiful, and I want to give that back. You know, I want to give back yeah. my own experiences and learnings, and hence this podcast to to help other people because people can. We can overcome these negative views, and we need to just remind ourselves that um, anything is possible, and it's our mindset. Our mindset. We can. We focus on on. Um, I guess rectifying those negative patterns and reinforce. Um, positive beliefs and um, validation we can absolutely go so far with that 100% I think my my last point to close it all off would be that if you're analyt- anyways and analytical as I am <laughs> I'm like I want proof <laughs> that I'm doing well mm-hmm. um, so this is uh, this is what I've done that's really helped me and helped me draw the line where is when is enough mm-hmm. um, and when I should rest rest my case when I should push myself a bit harder mm-hmm. I kind of like have my long-term goals out mm-hmm. and I break it down into what do I need to do um, every every month to be able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And within every month, what do I need to do every week to be able to achieve my monthly goal? Mm-hmm. And after that, I'll be asking myself, what do I need to do every day to be able to help me achieve my weekly goal, to mm-hmm. achieve my monthly goal, to achieve my yearly goal? Yeah. So yeah. then it really becomes a bite-sized chunk that I've got these three priorities that I have to do today mm-hmm. and I know that tomorrow I'm going to do them again and do them again and mm-hmm. do them again mm-hmm. and after a week I'm going to look up and reassess my my destination I'm like are, are we still going the, the right direction mm-hmm. what are the three things that you have to have to have to do in every day for the next seven days mm-hmm. I'll kind of like just take them off the list and so even if I do do more if I do um, other things as well as long as those three things are ticked off that gives me a sense of satisfaction um, mm-hmm. and if they're not done I have to make sure that they're done okay. can I ask you and before we do close yeah, off yeah. 
what how would you feel and what would you do if those weren't ticked off like what would what we what would your thoughts tell you Mm-mm. um i'm not gonna lie and say i'd be oh you know it's all good i've in my head it's still you piece of shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know um laura you're being lazy again what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. um but my new thing now is just to learn to be aware and pick myself up i'm like nope no, I'm not useless. I'm not hopeless. I just get to be. Mm-hmm. How can I do? Uh, what can I do better tomorrow so that I don't repeat this? Again? Yes, I love that because that's that's exactly you know how I'll respond to. I think yeah. um, we're both very um, goal oriented and um, task focused, and I like to always set my goals up at the start of the year and and have my um, my monthly sort of tasks to to check off. Um, but I think it's so important, it's going back to, you know, the, the eating and the, the fitness before too, that when we do slip up or don't achieve that, it's not because we're not good enough. And I think it's a perfect way to, to close this. I think it's coming in with compassion and saying, it's okay. What can I learn from this and what can I do better tomorrow to make sure that that, you know, that doesn't come, um, that doesn't happen again. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important because we do, we absolutely, absolutely want to manifest you know, the life that we truly desire. Um, but we also have to do that with compassion and being kind to ourselves because regardless of if we don't complete a task or not, or we're not, um, you know, we're not as healthy or as as fit as we really want to be, we are good enough. A hundred percent. And we play so many different roles in our lives. We are friends, we are partners. Mm -hmm. And just because, you know, you haven't ticked all the boxes in your career today Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're a terrible person. Absolutely. You're still a beautiful person. Absolutely. Thank you for being on this podcast with me today, Tanika. Oh, really... so good, Laura. Oh, if we didn't, if we didn't cap it at three points, like I reckon we could go on for hours. Oh, for <laughs> sure, for sure. I just want to uh, take the time to thank uh, to thank our audience for being with us today. Yeah. We really enjoyed producing this podcast for you guys and sharing our thoughts and experiences at all. Um, uh, if you liked it, please tune in to our next one. I hope you guys will enjoy that one too. Be good, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye.